Hello, everyone, and welcome to At The Wall. My name is Reacting. Here we have Wonder, Mr. Danny Ramo, and Alicorn Airport. Uh, so are we introducing ourselves or what? Um, I guess we are. So, okay, uh, so name's Wonder. Uh, I've been um, a professional nothing doer for about 20 years, and I like acting. So, oh, yeah. we, we had to do introductions. I was going to say my name. I'm Mr. Danny Ramos. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I think you you messed this up for the rest of us. I um, okay, cool. Then I'm Ali, and I try not to be a nothing doer for the most part. Um, so yeah, I'm just here to have fun and to promote my own YouTube channel because I am like that sometimes. Yeah, but both you and I do nothing on our YouTube channels. You, you know, I actually hey, haven't... Hey, I'm editing a ser an 8 fight series of videos right now. I've you never entered your YouTube channel. Oh. Never in my entire life. I didn't okay. know you had one. I think the most affected here is me, because, you know, I was the one that started. And, uh, well, <laughs> so, thanks for reacting. Um, I'm 21. Uh, I like... I'm, I'm a communications, ma communi communications major. And I pretend I can speak. Like a, this officially this, sounds like a This is not a school project, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. like, so, hey, so. hey, what up? I'm Ryan. I'm a communications major, and uh, my student number is. Did you yeah. just introduce yourself? What the? Okay, we're team number three. We're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um. Okay, so... no, no, no. We're team number one. You take that back. No, 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 no. We're team number five. We're team three or four, yeah. We're probably like team 60 or something like that. <laughs> And and we're the ones that got stuck at the back because nobody wanted to be with us. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's why we're doing this podcast because nobody else wanted to do a podcast with us um, except for one more person, but we don't talk about him. No, if we don't, don't say his him. name, he doesn't appear. Um, anyway, we will bleep his name so, if we do say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, this is our pilot, and it's our very, very first episode. We're going to be talking about something that's probably already been talked about a lot but we just wanted to give our opinions on it and have a little fun with it so i actually don't know, subject... don't know the topic that's wait, wait, wait for that's, it. he's introducing sure sure whatever give it to me let him speak shit speak i should speak um well anyway so our topic for today is gameplay light games you know the ones infinite clickers gameplay walking simulators games yeah yeah, what walking simulators, mean? infinite clickers, okay, ty uh, tycoon games, anything okay. that doesn't actually require you to do much. Okay, so shit I don't like. Basically. Yes. Basically. Okay, nice, nice. <laughs> I love you guys. Awesome. Oh, we know. You're welcome. Oh, sure. I know. Okay, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. The most recent release, Death Stranding. Mm -hmm. Okay. So okay. 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 Has any of us have any of us played played Death Stranding? I've no, seen the gameplay you of it. People actually play you that know, game. The one hundred percent. I I saw that one hundred percent run. Mm -hmm. and okay. Yeah. Okay. So none of us have played it, but we all have seen gameplay. Okay. No, I have played it, but no, not like you, completed. But you have touched it. it. That's what I mean. There's a difference between <laughs> I mean, completing yeah. and you playing. I played Show it for one that touched you on this doll. Okay. I've played the Uber Eats simulator. That, that's what I've played. I, I haven't played anything else. I got bored after maybe 20 minutes. To so, be honest, yeah. that, that, that game is super interesting. Um, you know. You really think so? Story-wise, I mean, it is. 
Look, okay, yeah, sure. I think it's. Uh, but if I wanted story, I'd watch a movie. It's, yeah, it's PT's little sorry. brother. Yeah. It's y'all. Y- y- you guys remember PT, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that stranding is PT's little brother who, for some reason, uh, grew up to be really tall and you know good at sports, and his parents love him, like they don't love PT. But uh, but in, it's just PT's. Yeah, it's just PT's little brother, and it's a little bit slower. Um, and I, he he was also born after the divorce because <laughs> you know it's oh. his daughter isn't there. Um, <laughs> it's normal but, that I am identifying heavily. That, Oh my god. Too much information, running. man. Too much information. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so returning to games. Um <clears throat> I actually played both PT and uh Dead Stranding. I would actually say Biohazard 7, or well, Resident Evil 7 is PT's little brother. Cause I'd say PT's a lot more immersive. And the gameplay is a lot more intuitive. If we're talking about, you know. The actual gameplay. Well, of course, the story. It's well. We well, don't the know thing is, that wasn't going to the be the final gameplay. That was just a a, a a demo for like a teaser demo. And yeah, it's, the reason we can it's put it in the better wa- than than that's trending. Like the reason we can put PT in the walking simulator category is precisely because there wasn't much gameplay in the demo. Yeah. So it's a gameplay like game. It's what we're discussing right yes. here because you say like it's a lot more immersive, and that's what we're trying to get at. You know, like is the immersion worth no gameplay? Is it still a game? Are you still playing yes. if you just push if you're making the story go forward? forwards? Yes. If, if, if the story is going forwards, regardless of whether you are like in going to the rapture, I'm bringing that up. Then no, it's not a game. It's a radio novel where you walk around <laughs> the radio novel. I mean, if if you want to bring that up, I can bring up. Uh, oh, I don't remember the name. The, the name I played this thing when I was little. I actually cried. Uh, something Indigo. Indigo Prophecy, I think. Is it Indigo Prophecy? The one where the the guy has a kid and then the kid dies and then he goes yeah, and has another family and then the kid Indigo gets kid, Pro- kidnapped. Uh, Fahrenheit. And then I think he, I, I don't remember. Yeah. No, Indigo Prophecy. I think it's something. It, no, it, Heavy it's, Rain. It's still I'm made stupid. by David Cage, so probably uh, Heavy yes, Rain. It's a similar thing, but yeah. Now, do we want to bring up David oh, Cage now? Oh God, it's Quantic Dream. I, I I never played that game, but it's Quantic Dream. What? David Cage. David Cage. Uh, Quantic Dream. The developer, David Cage. Mm. Okay. Uh huh. Well, I actually played that, and that's. I yeah, would say it's stepping David in the right Cage, direction, but I David Cage likes to make movies and then I pretend actually, he's making games. <laughs> And then pretend, and then pretend he's giving you choices. I mean, yeah. Like the square. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that shall <laughs> Life is strange. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually never played Life is Strange. I have. I, I yeah, started. Nobody uh, has. Click the... Some. I guess. No, the legend says nobody has actually played Life is Strange. Yeah, just yeah. That, that's, that's more about it. <laughs> But, but that's like, the thing. Is, like, is it necessary? Like, is is a lot of gameplay necessary for a game? Would you call, for example, a uh, cookie clicker a game? Is that a game? I know it's a number simulator. And there's a niche. There's a niche for it. Well, yeah, but it's a game. And like, if it's a game, is, why? I've sunk way too many, too much time to that game to say it's not a game. <laughs> because no. Oh God. Okay. No, you just, you uh, just, you say, you oh, you're just I mean, clicking the thing, and then 
it gets more complicated because over the years they've added more game mechanics. They have actually added game game mechanics beyond just clicking. There are full mini games tied to a lot of the things that you buy, and oh my god. I think you can actually tell a story uh, with little to no gameplay if you actually enhance the the experience more than you take it back from the user. For example, I've always in I've always loved uh what's his name? Mm-hmm. Until Dawn, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Until Dawn, the the, the, the game that came out for the PS4 control a while. Thing. Yeah, Until Dawn. Uh huh. Yeah, the horror, horror movie motion thingy. It was awesome. Like I love the, the the fact that they actually added to the experience. Like imagine when someone is watching a, a horror movie. Uh, the horror movie actually tells you you can't move for shit. At the moment where the tension is freaking through the roof, you know. If you can somehow add to the experience of the scene and that the story is trying to say, I think you can make a really good gameplay, even if you. "Quote unquote," have no yeah, gameplay. Yeah, thing is, until then, it's not that um, gameplay. The game that have. Yeah, you're interacting a lot with the game. Until then, has a lot of gameplay sometimes. You you can actually decide when they, who, like, you don't know, but you you actually decide when they die and how they die and stuff like that. It's weird. Yeah, but it, it's still. You're interacting a lot, and you still yeah. It's it's more a clicking point game with the weird motion controls thing. Yeah, but the motion control was actually. I mean, I, I never thought I'd say this, but the motion control part was actually really good. Outside. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the only reason you thought you'd never say that is because you never played Sonic and no, Super no, Rings. That's not. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We're not bringing that up here. Bag of problems. No, kind of yeah, warm. Anywho, uh, I'm gonna try to explain a little bit about. I'm gonna try to explain a little bit about what I said at the beginning and why I actually don't like those games. It's because I've always had the theory that it's the same as if you tried to take a game and turn it into a movie and why it doesn't really work most of the time. It's because you're actually taking away from the experience. And if you take away some element from any experience, I mean, if we're talking about a movie, you take away, uh, you know, the actors and the camera angles and stuff like that. If you took that and you put it into a video game, it would be cringy as hell. You know, also, if you take the elements from a game and you try to make a cohesive story out of it, it's also going to be cringy as hell. And we have the Super Mario Brothers movie uh, to account for um, Look, I agree. Um, I agree in that if you take away elements, it usually doesn't turn out that well. I, I agree with a lot of what you said, but I, something really stuck out of me, and that's you said that you can't make a cohesive story out of Same. the game, and I really, really disagree on that. Uh, no, I think, it, I think you can. You can. But you let, let me tell you, for example, The Last of Us. The Last of Us isn't that gameplay light. It isn't like mm-hmm. the gameplay isn't exactly revolutionary. It's actually kind of mediocre. But um But The Last of Us would make an amazing movie. I, I actually think it'd make a better movie than it makes a game in the and first place. To me that's a problem. Uh, a lot of games right now are actually turning into mediocre gameplay. 
with heavy, heavy story, and they're calling it a masterpiece. When I mean, yeah, the story part is a masterpiece. Uh, the soundtracks, uh, for example, God of War 4, uh, is a masterpiece in soundtrack, in storytelling, in actually some of the experience is actually very immersive. Because, you know, the whole thing that you have a relationship with Atreus and how you develop that and stuff like that. But the gameplay isn't that good and it's actually a step it, down the from is, what they the series has down. They went to this. They went. It's not a downgrade, it's a side grade. It's just different. No, yeah, it, it could have been a side grade. It, it wasn't a side grade. To me, yeah, I, I, think it, I think it was a side grade because originally it was a, a Devil May Cry-like. It was mostly, it was Devil May Cry for, with Greek mythology for more American audiences. And they sacrificed that because they said, we have a story to tell. And right now, that type of game isn't really selling, the 3D hack and slash. So they just saw that, for example, the Souls games, you know, Soulsborne games were selling. So they made a Soulsborne because that's what it is. It's a, it's a Soulsborne with a lower difficulty curve. Which is basically the most appealing action game you could make in terms of you know marketing right now. If you wanted to a very successful game, you just need a Soulsborne with a lower difficulty curve. Yeah, yeah, and also to further the point, you, there are multiple examples in the Steam store of games that don't have that many game mechanics, but still are one of the some of the best gaming narratives in the decade, probably. I feel like I'm playing devil, devil's advocate here, but I really no. I, mean, I really do think that we need to we need to distinguish. For example, like I, I think we need to distinguish between uh, yes simplicity of mechanics and lack of mechanics. Because for example, you you sure. take away you take a game like for example Portal. Portal is simplicity of mechanics. Portal has three things you can do. You can jump. Mm-hmm. You can shoot a blue portal. You can shoot yes an orange portal. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's simplicity of mechanics. You can play the game with three buttons and a joystick well, technically. Or for movement, but that's right. extra. But nice. then there's yeah. lack of mechanics. No, you need a stick for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You can and play with a WSD and a mouse. Period. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, but and that's mechanics light. It's it's simplified <laughs> mechanics, but it's not gameplay light because most of the game is puzzle solving. You're actually trying to use the tools you've been given to make something out of the situation the games put you in. But then you have games like What Happened to Edith Finch? What Happened to Edith Finch won a BAFTA. Like, you know, the the award that is usually meant for the most successful like successful British television. It won a BAFTA. But what happened but whatever happened to Edith Finch is literally it, it's the best definition of walking simulator ever. You just walk. I, I think we should like Make another category, category for uh, you know, gameplay. Uh, I don't know how to say it, but like, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe mechanic, light, light mechanic. I don't know how to call it, but we should make a, a category Simple for mechanic. that kind of game. Because, uh, yeah, for it's... example, I mean, in my experience, no, but in my experience, I actually, uh, I remember I bought Hellblade. And Hellblade, don't get me wrong, the whole experience with the audio and how they hunt you and stuff like that, that's awesome. That's just not for me. I like to, if I'm, I mean, it started up pretty well, 
it started out really good, it, it, specifically when when you actually like face off some of the gods and whatnot. But I, I mean, okay, first of all, has anyone here seen or watched or I know a bit about played it. Hellblade? Shinua's because of the thing around it, but like not that okay. much. Uh, the thing is, the thing is, the game was categorized as as a hack and slash on the Steam uh, store, and you know what? I love hack and slashes. I played, I've played the entire Double May Cry franchise almost five times, I think, if you don't count the reboot. Because I actually love the reboot for gameplay reasons, but the appeal is not there for me, so I didn't play it as much. Anywho, uh, I actually bought Hellblade because they categorized it as a hack and slash, and it was made by Ninja Theory. So I was like, oh my god, Ninja Theory, the, the dudes who fucked up Double May Cry, they actually made their own game, and because, and, you know, the mechanics were actually really good. I, I thought that this was like, you know, their upcoming, and I bought the game. And you know what? The game's awesome. The, well, I know. The experience is awesome. The whole, uh, oh my god, I'm hearing voices and stuff like that. that that's awesome. But the hack and slash, they repeat the same enemy over and over and over and over and over again. Again, and then they make the same puzzle of uh, lining up shadows to see a, a, a Nor Norse letter on on the Ooh. wall and stuff like that. Uh, they 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 make that over and over and over again with some uh, monsters that you have to fight, and it's the same enemy over and over again. The same mechanics over and over again. And the only like uh, immersive part is the whole, uh, oh my god, I'm hearing voices and the audio, which is like HD, surround 8D audio. And th that part's awesome. But you know, the gameplay is just not there. And that game won a freaking BAFTA. I don't remember if it won a BAFTA or it was nominated for a BAFTA. But if, if you look it up, it, it says BAFTA on the games page. So like... I don't know. I don't know if, if if I'm wrong, but maybe it entitles. I don't know. I just feel like it it makes those games entitled, you know. Entitled. Entitled. Did it win a BAFTA? Yeah, yeah. Like, look at me. I'm I'm a really good game, and you know your gameplay is mediocre. Some part of your immersion can be really good, but I just really didn't like it, and, and not because. You know, maybe it's because it was a letdown, and the whole hack and slash, it was a whole, an entire letdown for me. But, I don't know. It was just a letdown for me, and, and, and the game is, it has the whole BAFTA uh, on their page. It entitles them. They didn't really make a good game. They made a good audio mechanic system, I would say, but I just didn't really like the game. I mean, and it, it wasn't because the game the gameplay sufficed it because you know if you're going crazy you can actually see a, a, an incredible amount of enemies that they could have pulled from their asses and they just repeated the same guy over and over again you know and well they won up after so what's your argument there i think that that uh, entitlement I also um translates to other games such as uh mortal kombat i've always had a problem with mortal kombat scenes it's early stages, um, especially in the animation department. Oh, God. The animations for Mortal Kombat are horrible. Yeah. There's always this fence they're trying to hit from. The, the, the movements are not... They may seem realistic, uh, you know, because they used uh, mocap and stuff, 
But thing is, in fighting games, you don't need realism. You need to convey a good strike pose to convey that um that strength, that punch, that pizzazz. You need to actually see what move is what move. If you can't really see like what string is what string, then where's the readability for the audience? What where's the readability for your opponent? And that entitlement of hey, we've won plenty awards for Mortal Kombat for Injustice really gives NRS the excuse to continue being mediocre in the animation department. Not the facial the facial animation, because that one is really, really, really well done, but the the gameplay the gameplay fighting animations that they have. Well, the thing is, and, actually, and, the cinematics are really the two points from going from the whole award-winning and a bit of the more, more of an experience less than a game. I think you are delving more into the artsy kind of side of games. Things like Journey, for example, that won a lot of game and it, a lot of awards, and it's a very beautiful game, but you just walk for like three hours. I mean, yeah. The yeah, Journey think... isn't advertised as a hack and slash. Yeah, it's Journey is advertised as its own thing. I feel you with that. The thing is, uh, it really depends on what you place value on. Because I know, for example, a lot of people that usually aren't really into games that can really enjoy and can really be captured by those types of quote-unquote walking simulator games. And honestly, for example, I enjoy games. Like, I like playing. But I really, really like some of my favorite games are walking simulators. I... One of my favorite games is Night in the Woods. That one of BAFTA 2. And the only thing you do is jump around, walk, and talk to absolutely everybody in your town. Um, there's a lot of meaning games. There's a lot of mini games too, but that's basically what you do. You just walk around, talk to people, and there's usually just two or three dialogue options when you talk to people. Um, and I love it. It's one of my favorite games. But there's also, for example, Oxenfree. Oxenfree won a BAFTA too, or was nominated, I can't recall. And it was, to many people, they said it was a spiritual successor to Night in the Woods. But when I played it, that's when I understood the phrase walking simulator. All you do in the game is walk. It has some interesting mechanics with its dialogue, because, for example, if you didn't click on some dialogue options in time, your character would kind of lose courage to say them or the conversation would move on, and you just couldn't say anything. And I really like that. But it's one of the few games that I've actually dropped halfway through. I was halfway through the game, I closed it up, I said, hey, I'll come back tomorrow, and I never did. Um, has anyone no. of you played Outlast? Well, uh, Outlast, Outlast is, is an interactive slasher, fl slasher flick, Outlast where you are the so victim, basically. But still, the only yeah. thing you do is walk and, and that's actually and awesome. maybe solve, solve some light puzzles. Walking. But the whole experience of being hunted down and being scared, that's the whole selling point. And that's a, yeah, yeah, but it's a lot of meat. The, the whole meat is narrative. It's okay. not so much mechanics. Well, it's I think, it's, I think it's a very simple game. Though. It's a very effective game in what it does. It's more than narrative, I would say. Uh, uh, possibly ambient. Yeah, environment and environment. Yeah, yeah, we we, yeah. we kind of go back to that, you know, kind of like the game builds a world that builds an environment, and you have limited interactions with it, but it just sort of 
catches you, it immerses you, it's a better experience than it is a pure game. But should we even consider these things games? Like, um, I love them, but what do you think? Is, is it like an actual game? Like, oh yeah, this is a well, game? I, or are all these uh, just walk and use something after winning I games? I think it depends how much just, I mean, uh, they, the player interacts and how much it can affect what you're doing. For example, if what if you're actually required to do something to move the story forward, then yes. But if, for example, we had gone to the Rapture, which the game... It's a walking simulator that tells a story, but you can't stop walking and the story will continue on forward without you moving. Like, that's not a game. That's a radio novel that just has you walk around in an environment. I mean, you still have to have some interaction. What about visual novels? I mean, yes, for the it's most kind part, of the those at least have some thing. type of choices. Well, I think visual novels are uh, more of a yeah. What's this thing called? It's, exactly. it's a choose-your-own-adventure book, but a digital one. Yeah, but uh, if they can be considered, you know, games. Yeah, I actually then... don't think they should be. I think they're their own There's thing. There's a between, like between video books. games and I don't think light no and light novels. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't, like I understand. I'm not calling them like invalid or just lacking entertainment or anything like that. But I just think they're not really games. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was. I think that was that's what I was trying to say the entire time. I, I actually like some of those experiences. Most of them are not for me. Just you know, I'm I'm actually a pretty, um, uh, I don't know how to say it, a hyperactive gamer, I guess. Uh, but yeah, you're I, I hungry like for the punches. Yeah, I, I hunger for the punches. Uh. I actually, I, I mean, for the people that don't know me, I, I'm, I have a background in fighting games. Uh, I play Overwatch a lot, so I, I'm used to this frenetic, hyperactive style of gameplay that I actually don't get uh, while playing that kind of story, because I wouldn't call it a game, you know, because you're just along for the ride. And that's cool. That's really cool, and, and I support it. But I just... I mean, it's not for me, and I wouldn't call it a game because there's no gameplay in it. It's an experience, a really good experience it could be, but I wouldn't call it a game. Well, thing is, that's where you where do you draw the line for gameplay? Because gameplay nope. just user interacting with mechanics, and there are mechanics and the user is interacting. That's why I said like when the when the no. when the user doesn't have to interact with the mechanics to make things happen. That's where you don't have a game. You just have a story that the user is being presented to and can choose to see it or not. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think it's worth mentioning that walking simulators tend to be uh, the gateway to game development success for a lot of indie studios that have more experience with writing than programming. Most of these games are programmed by a single person and then everybody else is doing animation or writing. Uh, so it's kind of like their way to break into the gaming scene. It's how they get their fame. But you don't actually... Uh, it, it's how they get their fame and it's how they get in. But it's not really... But if it's not a game, then those kind of indie teams that maybe can't find someone to program for them or that just really 
meet the exposure? How how would they do it then if we yeah, weren't to for, consider for, walking for, simulators for, games? I think they they they, they work. Um, they work really well to uh, bring people into the um, gaming world because you know it's something that um, many people can get can get into. For example, uh, our parents could um, play whatever, whatever happened to Edith Finch. Since, uh, well, it's just story and they, they can, you know, get that feel of, hey, I like this gaming stuff. It's not only like, you know, pew pew and bang bang. It's also, you know, something that could be calm. And, you know, talking about entry levels, um, Interlevel gaming, we could also talk about simple things such as Candy Crush, which, you know, many don't believe that uh, phone gaming is a thing, but it's actually one of the biggest types of gaming. That... Oh, yeah. Statistically, most gamers aren't like the console yeah. PC type. It's people playing Angry Birds on their phone. Yeah. There's, an argu- there's an argument to be made uh, with cell phone gaming. Uh, when talking about, you know, uh, they do have gameplay. I think the reason people don't consider most of them as gameplay is because they're soulless. Okay, like most of them. I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole here. No, I get it. I hate mobile games. Most of them are like, I don't know. They're just, they seem like cash grabs. I'm not saying mobile games. A lot of them seem like. Three types of mobile games. There's mobile ports, which are just straight up a game that was on, PC, PS1 or an old PC game that's ported to mobile, those are fine. I think those are great, actually. For example, if you, have, uh, if you never played Mini Metro on PC, played on mobile, it's great. But then there, are, then there are the mobile games that are that are actually trying to be a good game and but just are on mobile. That if you put them on, I don't know, PC, it will be a great indie, small indie game. Yeah. But it's on mobile. There was actually a mobile game that actually won an award uh it's called spirit so. if i don't if i don't um yeah. and let me look it up uh, sky, sky children of the light he actually won award oh, that's actually from the makers probably uh, some, some, I, I think i've heard about that yes but then there's a third kind kind of game which is just oh let's see how simple of a game we can make and just throw microtransactions on it to make money or advertisements and right. then there's a four, which is just let's just make it with you, exactly but like make it make it make it make us money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. And then they just try to make so many collaborations so that you are like, well, what if I actually try it? You know, like um, there's this King of Fighters game that is about to be in shadow category that we will no, not. No, 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 no. <laughs> I believe those games don't actually exist. They just exist as ads so to make money. This... But the game isn't actually the games game... aren't actually real. <laughs> there is this, this game of War Fighters, and it's actually making a collaboration with the WWE. Because you know, the WWE these days are just willing to put their right name. Anywhere. I like the WWE. We're not throwing any shade. I mean, Scooby Doo. That's not a bad idea. Besides, WWE has has done collaborations with many other, many other Hanna Barbera properties. That's the thing. 
there's also a Jetsons, a Jetsons in WWE, what? and I think and there's yeah, a Flintstones in WWE. There is. There is. Yeah. That, that, that's the actual reaction. The they're the, they're the best one being the Jetsons one, but too. like... The Jetsons one isn't bad, because bad. it's the one that actually I, gets I, the I wrestling. Watched them. And actually tries to tell a story, besides let's just try and mix tropes what? of both things. Oh look, they don't match. I mean, no. the last time WWE actually had an attempt at animation, we we got WWE Camp, and we don't talk about WWE Camp. There's an there's an actual episode where uh, Mark Henry is pregnant with John I don't Cena's remember baby, the baby, but yes, that it was something. Yes, that, that is a thing. No, it's John Cena's baby. No, uh, it's no, no, no. I mean, the joke is like he ate a lot of shit, and then he's like constipated, and they call it a baby. And then John Cena made him constipate. Okay, let's roll it back because we're drifting away from the whole gaming thing. Let, let's get let's let's roll it yeah, back a bit. We're drifting away from... uh, <laughs> anyway, yes. um, so mobile games. Mm-hmm. I think mobile games really like they're not living up to their potential merely because of the medium. Because most of the yeah. in most games, like the key to a successful game, successful gameplay mechanics. Is really making use of what you have. So you wouldn't make a motion control game for the Xbox yes. because the Kinect is terrible. But um, so, yes, but it crashed and burned because it's looking at the sun. I, I respect the Kinect. Same. I actually had a lot of fun with it. No, I respect the Kinect, and I really like. I, I remember. Oh, what's oh this yeah, thing that... called. Uh, a lot of Kinect games are a lot of fun. Amazing they, game. They they're not just too much meat in them. It's just like. Mini games that are string along to test out the Kinect. Yeah, basically. Um, kind of like how the, the Kinect move. just became uh, like. But, um, <laughs> but like yeah, something... the thing is, you usually want to make use of your medium, and you're not. That's why, for example, fighting games wouldn't really work. For example, on the Wii, they never made a good fighting game for the Wii because a fighting game would be a nightmare to play with a Wii mode. What do you uh, mean that you actually... Wii, that Wii Sports Boxing is not a well, fighting game? Are, are you, you trying saying... to say that it's Wii Sports mini Boxing game. is not a fighting game? Yeah. Punch out. I, I give you that. Punch out. Punch out. Punch out. Player, it's, a, it's not a fighting game. It's a, it's a single player. Not a fighting game. It's a single game. player game that has a I mean, multiplayer you... mini game. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're not, I know, you're but not like, using you, the actual motion controls. Something out of that. I, I don't well, know. You can choose not to use the motion controls. I mean, I'm, I'm just. Yeah, you're I'm not just... taking advantage of your medium. That's why, for example, if, when you ever see a mobile game that has little, you know, like on screen joystick and on screen little buttons, I think a little part of my soul dies. Because <laughs> the. Yeah, the, the mobile game medium is, is a, has amazing potential because you have. Yeah. The screen is controller. You, it's the first time in game history that you've been able to actually directly interact with whatever is happening on screen. Usually, you interact with a button. You press this button, and then a thing that is completely unrelated to the button happens on screen. Like, why do I press A and then somebody jumps? You know, and it's just—it's usually abstracted. There's layers of, of abstraction between what you actually press and what your character does. The layers were a little bit removed with things like uh, the DS or which 
made some amazing games using you know full use of its touch screen. Or pretty and, much anything made by, by Nintendo. Yeah, and the Wii. They they've been the most innovative uh, control layout, but mobile games, most mobile games, except for you know like Angry Birds and Candy Crush, don't really take full advantage of what mobile games can do. Because think about it, you have a controller which is also the screen, meaning you can interact directly. You you have a distinction between how many fingers you're using, which is just amazing. You have uh, an accelerometer. And you have, um, you know, it detects tilt. It detects if you're shaking it. How it's basically a Wii mode combined with a DS screen, but you can use multiple fingers for it. And the potential that has for a lot of games that aren't necessarily Angry Birds like is just amazing. And I don't think yeah. anybody uses it. The most advanced. Yeah, I think games the, the few examples I have seen are some games. small puzzle games that try to explore that. Like maybe a puzzle is. It's all by moving, by putting the, the phone upside down or by turning off one of the communications mm. things. It's like, I've only seen that done with, yeah, small puzzle games instead of like something more, a bit more ambitious. I, I was actually thinking about, uh, you could make a really darn good party game out of that. Like if you could somehow get a lot of people to download the same game and then they boot it up and then it gives you out a lot of mini games that you can make in a room with people considering what do you mean if you could yeah. get a lot of people to download the same game have you heard of pokemon go oh god looking uh, uh, about ar oh, right. games mm -hmm. you it's know, actually an ar yeah. game you you make a really good ar game out of that the fnaf vr uh not not vr the uh, five nights at freddy's ar game it's actually pretty good and it uses Almost everything that you can use on a on your phone, it uses audio, which you um well you need actual um headphones that have like good stereo, because the the whole purpose of the game is you're being haunted by the animatronics, just like in the game. But you don't know where they're actually coming from, so you need to use your cell phone and your and your headphones to actually, you know, look them up. And then you can zap them and, well, they don't eat you. Um, and it's, you know, it's flawed. Every game on, on cell phones are flawed. There's no perfect uh, every mobile game. game. Every game yeah, is flawed. Especially mobile. Yeah, well, mobile are, but tend to especially have in flaws. phones. Yeah. Uh, but this one is one of those that you say, okay, I can see where they're actually going, and I see potential in this game. Pokemon Go had some potential, but then just kind of just drowned it. Uh, especially with, um, well, right now with the COVID, we, uh, people can't really go out of their homes, and, well, Pokemon Go actually just, you know, Kaput. Uh but the FNAF VR game, it was actually uh AR game was actually meant to be played at your house because you're uh being surrounded by well, brother, you're actually being haunted at your house by the Five Nights of Freddy's um characters. So so yeah, the the potential is there. Gaming ca uh phone gaming can be an actual thing. It just needs to be more explored. 
and well yeah i I think you really need to take advantage of the medium and also take advantage of the fact that uh, most phones right now are more powerful than the computers that originally programmed for example halo you know like you could have games on a very high level but it's mostly used all that extra power is usually just used for oh now we can have better graphics on the phone and i don't think that's really necessary on a screen that's usually very small i think you could use all that extra processing power to take more things into account you could make games that actually react to for example the light conditions imagine a horror game where um where you have to play at night oh that's nasty or just yeah like a horror game where you have to play at night and if you shake too much uh the you know if if your phone's shaking too much the monster comes closer or imagine like i don't know a game imagine a game like cuphead but with the additional challenge of having you tilt the phone to shoot. Have you ever heard about Boktai? Which one's what? Boktai is a game for the Game Boy that the cartridge had um, a sunlight detector. Because the whole gimmick about the game was uh, the sun is in your hand. So you needed to be in the actual sun to get more ammo for your gun to kill vampires. It was actually um, Kojima's yeah, first yeah, that game. Sounds like Kojima, yeah. <laughs> it, was <not> <laughs> yeah. it was not received because you know people can't just you know say, "Hey, I'm gonna play." Oh wait, it's night. I cannot like shine a light because it it actually had a a UV uh, light <laughs> sensor because Kojima, and also the game was fucking pricey as fuck. Because, you know, In having that technology knowledge. back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really pricey. No, but also, what I'm more concerned about is that they try to make you play a game board is, in the sun. But, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that was actually... I was going to say that. Is, you, that was, you, have you ever tried to play a game board in the sun? That was on the game board that wasn't the backlit. So you had to play it on light. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. you know, that game could actually be ported to your cell phone without any any you know price change or anything so you know creative gimmicks that need like extra features have been done endlessly throughout the years yeah but i think there's a difference between uh most good mechanics yeah. start as gimmicks i i believe like honestly most good mechanics and most games start as gimmicks for example well, uh, a right gimmick? now it's yeah, right right now it's pretty common to have in most combat games you usually have blocking systems and parry systems, which is you know, it's uh inherited or, from the souls. Or maybe games like the, the all part. the games that copy uh, the Arkham fighting game, the Arkham fighting style. Yeah, exactly. The Arkham fighting style right now is basically yeah, adventure hard. game, the fighting style. It's no longer the Arkham fighting style, it's the Shadow of Mortar fighting style, it's the Spider Man PS4 fighting style. And I think it's like a lot of those things. A lot of those things start as what you could maybe call gimmicks. For example, um, like the original Arkham game, uh, the entire game. I love that game. I, let me preface this by saying I love that game. I, I love it a lot. I played it less than a year ago and just finished it, and I I just really like it. But the entire game is basically gimmicks. All the game. Like, it's 
it's gimmicks that are trying to make you feel more like Batman. It's um, but they succeeded it. Sorry, but they succeeded it. So but they succeeded it. It's literally just gimmicks. It's like, oh, you know what can make you feel like Batman? Mashing two buttons fifty times to make you beat up everybody. And oh. it's a uh, it's a one button gimmick. It's basically a you could play this game with a, with a joystick gimmick. And I think the difference between gimmick and mechanic is how well it's integrated into the game. Because, for example, Talking about that, uh, it just came to my mind. Uh, it was, I think, on the last uh, the last Batman game that had the Joker. There was, I don't want to call it a mechanic because it was actually a gimmick. Where I think it was Origins. Joker. Oh, oh. Uh, got oh, the, the whole spoiler um, thing. Batman. Okay, okay, yes. Spoilers from ba yeah. Batman Arkham uh, Knight. I don't think anybody... Spoiler. CD, kind of? But CD is... CD is... Yeah. Are Basically, it's the Batman Arkham games. We haven't played all of them, so... Yeah. Oh, that hurts. So basically, that hurts you so much. get... That um, makes me feel so old. Batman gets captured by the Joker. And the game, like... Gets oh, all no, corrupted that, that, and crashes. No, no, that's Arkham. That's Arkham Everyone. Asylum. Yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're talking Scarecrow. That's Arkham Asylum, man. It's not the yeah, Joker. It's Scarecrow. Those are a gimmick. And there, there's yeah, a GameCube game that did that a whole lot better. It was a horror game. that It just screwed up with you because it, it, it doesn't work now because it, it worked with effects that work with the uh, old, old, the old oh. uh, CTR TVs. And it, it, did, it, did, it did things like yeah, I know the game. it I looked know like the game. it changed the volume it. because it used the same effects as the TV did, or maybe it looked like it changed the the channel or the it it just screwed up with you. But it depended on like your ins it it had you like an insanity meter or something like that. It, it... Yeah, 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 yeah. It actually even crashed. I think. Like, I it, think it could, it could games crash. are more powerful now. Uh, let's take. A visual novel, for example, Doki Doki Literature Club. Sorry I for knew it. this was coming up. The second we mentioned gimmicks and and uh, and messing with you outside of the game, wait, I wait, knew this no, it, it was exactly what was eternal, coming up. Eternal, dark, eternal <laughs> yeah. darkness. Yes. Eternal darkness. Yeah. yeah. That's actually right. it, it's really famous. Yeah, Doki Doki Literature Literature Club. Oh god. Oh, I, I think yes. Is Doki Doki famous or infamous? <laughs> It's yeah, so, that's what I was gonna say. It's, if it's you don't really like it, it's famous. If you don't like it, it's infamous. It's depends kind of on the thing of whether you like it or not. Yeah, uh -huh, it's, it's like everyone's yeah. cup of tea. Like you either take it or not. So, I think the whole you know messing with you mechanic is more effective now because, especially in PC, because you know you're if you're a laptop user or a or you know, like a tower user, you have basically all of your information in one place, yeah. and you know, calling you by your name. Yeah, spoilers. spoilers. If you played Doki Doki, two, you know two, what three years? I'm talking about. Oh wait, it's been like four, two or three years. Four. God, oh my god. But, well, it's been four it's years. Been more, god, I think Doki's it's a little bit older. Really? No, I don't, oh my I don't, god, we're just. So when the game cool. calls you by your name, and it's not a new thing. For example, it, uh, I think it was not it, it was, Metal Gear It was Solid, Solid yes, where it called you where... by your name on your GameCube. And it, it told you which game you were playing. It, and it also yeah. tells you Dude, which the, the game, game you were playing. The game made you switch 
switch the port of a controller just so you could be above. Like, oh yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I think games with those kind of mechanics or gimmicks, uh, whatever you want to call them. I think that was. I will, I think that was for now. As I long think... as they're used cleverly. Yeah, but what do where is the draw line? If, yeah, I, I mean, think it's, uh, it tells you the game and the experience and it's bad. <laughs> it but I think there are things that actually that it's great. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I think there are games that are actually edging towards that being an, you know, a true mechanic. But I honestly think things like Doki Doki and Metal Gear Solid. As, as legendary as Metal Gear is, yeah. I really think it's 100% a gimmick. Like, it's... I, well, I don't know if it's a gimmick or just Kojima being weird, but... I think uh, it's more like um, a story element. It, it's not much like something that's... Aff- that, that's yeah, I think it's more, that's, that's more gimmick than Kojima. That's more Kojima than gimmick. Kojima. It was Kojima. Yeah, it was more Kojima than, than gimmick, because there was a lot of crazy shit. Um, the Metal Gear franchise. There's a, lot, there's, there's a lot of crazy shit there's in the like, Kojima one. games in general, but um, yeah. yeah. But uh, the point here is, for example, I think Doki Doki it, it sits 100% in the side of gimmick. Like I, I think it's it's some terrible bullshit that you have a game that it's a visual novel, which you, we just discussed, are kind of like a midpoint between games and not games, um, but. It's a visual novel, and the point of the visual novel, you want interaction with the world, is to make meaningful choices, right? That's the only thing you can do. You can't uh, run around. You can't like kill enemies. You can't react. You can just click on options, present it to you statically. You can take however much time you want. You just click on options, and that affects the world of the visual novel. And that's the entire point of the visual novel. But when you have a gimmick that just sort of, you know, if you have a gimmick that edges on the side of taking away the player's agency, I think you've done something very, very wrong in that kind of game. Because taking away the player's agency, for example, in a shooter, I wouldn't think, it might be frustrating, but I don't think it's necessarily horrible. But taking a player's agency in the type of game where the only thing they have is agency, and just making everything be the exact same thing, no matter what you do, unless you go and edit the same files, yeah, is I, I was gonna the say epitome that. of a up. terrible gimmick. That's really messed up. The fact that you actually have to go into the game files. I mean, I, I guess you could say you're adding to the experience to a degree, because the characters know they're on a video game, so actually the game is more than a video game. Not only that, the but they actually, you know... There's an excuse. The, the the character in question knows how to program in Python, which gives them like the power to control everything. Wait. So there's the the story uh, excuse to actually let these characters do what they do and let the yeah, players it's, do it's what less, they do less, in order to make it more a story, story though, gimmick. Like honestly. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's a story gimmick. It it should never be, you know, taken into account as a gameplay thing, because you know this is actually you're you're actually getting so into this story that you're like put into the shoes of the well, you're actually the MC now, and you're taking actions 
so that the story can actually, uh, you know, continue. Uh. Yeah. Um. Look. Honestly, I think the problem there is you can call it a story gimmick all you want, and you can say, "Oh, it's not necessarily gameplay." But the second that there's usually, you know, gameplay story segregation. You know, like your character is a pacifist, but when you play, you can kill whoever you want or stuff like that. And that's uh, I don't like it, but it's okay. It, it's uh, it's been a fun, it's been a part of games for a long while. What but the multiple endings? No, no, no. But uh, no. that's not what I mean. But there's gameplay and story segregation. And there's gameplay and story conflict. And that's what happens with Doki Doki. Your gameplay and the fact that... your sto- Sorry, your story and the fact that you have to edit the game files in order to continue it actively undermines your gameplay. And that makes your gameplay actively conflict with your story. So there's two, one or two options here. Either everything you did in the gameplay does not matter unless you go into the game files, which I don't think should be considered gameplay by any stretch of reason. Uh, you just go into the game. I believe we established that visual novels are not. Yeah. It's not 100% games. I know, but I think there's something wrong about taking away the only agency your player has, um, and not not only taking it away but revoking it. Because you can take it away. That's not necessarily bad, but actively revoking it, taking your player out of the out of the experience, out of the story, so they have so they unrevoke it and give it back to themselves. And then well, continuing, uh, I don't. That doesn't sit right with me. I mean, you're not getting out of the experience. You're not getting out of the out of the um, story because it is part of the story that you need. Uh, how do I say it? You are playing that game in real time, so to say. When you're getting out of the game, you're getting crashed. You know, you're becoming the game so to speak that's I how that's i take it i think that's a stretch i mean yeah where do you stop because if the game takes you out of the game does that count as gameplay just because it's taking you out of the game i mean you you could say the same for pokemon go where you're actually going out thing is, and I, no because that's a fundamental pillar of the gameplay that's, yeah, and that's they actually a fundamental tell you that with Doki Doki, it's a one-time thing. Like you, you have no indication that this is actually part of what you're doing until it happens. But with Pokemon Go, it's like, okay, you have to go there. This is part. Of, this is how the game is played. They actually do address it early on when Monica tells you that she has been actually, you know, messing with Yuri and with Natsuki and with um, what's the the other one with Sayori? Sayori, where, where where she actually tweaked so much there game files that they that she pushed them to the edge of their personalities uh, causing Sayori's death uh well actually every Spoiler. girl dies but um they, there's an actual you know there's an actual seeding to this mechanic along the game thing is you you were not the one doing the the thing that the messing with the game files that was Monica so the 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 thing has been seated there from the very beginning that you couldn't do it it's another well, here's thing. The thing the thing is doki doki isn't because that's the thing we don't realize it's an ar visual novel that doesn't tell you it's an ar visual novel because you uh, it's an it's an arg and it's also tied ARG. to the uh-huh. next game the developers are making or something because you can make it 
because you can go you can go to the files we don't know playing and you can see how the changes are being done because it's not just deleting files it's actively changing the files yeah so you can go and do the part of that part of the arg but the game doesn't tell you that it's that kind of arg that's that's the whole issue it doesn't tell you that it's that kind of game and that 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 that, that, that and but, no, because it's only that, affecting it from like files. An invasion to it's, your only effect, it's only affecting from files. It's and like I didn't sign up for it, but I didn't. I didn't. It's it's, it's some files. Yeah, but it's it's every game does when it's updated. It like, really... read, read your freaking terms of service, man. Oh yeah. No, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. I meant it like <laughs> it's the same thing. Like returning to the to the thing I said about uh the whole Hellblade Shenua thingy. It's advertised as a as an as a visual novel. With girls and stuff. But I think actually, wait, does the Steam, it, the Steam it page of Doki Doki, does it actually yes. say it's like, thing. for and adults? This is and... the line where, where it's okay. uh, false advertisement or, uh, or, good, or, or good history subversion. It's whether or not you like it. Because, yeah. Because you, you you can you can okay. if you if you like Doki Doki you'll say no it's just <laughs> subversive and oh it's selling itself as a as a it's subverting expectations yes it, it's subverting like it, expectations it's false advertisement <laughs> I mean for 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 one I don't like it I, I'm gonna say that I don't like that kind of stuff I actually didn't download it I was gonna. And then they, I, because I, I was gonna for the entire horror thingy, and then they said about, it, it, they said something about your the files, files, and then you, that, you that, had that's... to go outside and change. Cherry picking. No, it's not about that. I, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't explain myself correctly. But uh, what I meant is, I, I was, what I was trying to say, it's false advertisement. And the thing that actually got me out of the game, it's not paranoia that they were messing with my files. It's actually. Uh, uh, I guess that uh, you could say I was a bit. Um, I don't know. I didn't want to mess with my own files. It, didn't, I, I, it felt like it was a hassle, you know. To I felt like it would, it would, it wouldn't add to the experience, at least for me. You know, the fact that I had to the, change the game's files. The thing with that is that for, the type for, of horror it was playing, it was well one playing for the whole like visual horror, like oh look, it's the cute girls that are dying, and then it's also more of the technology is scary kind of like black mirror horror which is where it goes into the oh look i'm editing your files Woo, when actually i'm just editing mm -hmm. the files i have permissions to edit and blah but like it's it's that type of horror that very specific horror of <laughs> look technology is scary and ais and stuff yeah i, I kind of get that like to be honest i don't like visual novels either as uh, as more of a rule which might seem weird, considering a lot of my favorite games are basically visual novels, but you can move. <laughs> like uh, Night in the Woods, Kentucky Route Zero, they're literally just visual novels where you can kind of move. But, um, well, Night in the Woods is technically a platformer, but we, we all know that's a lie. Um, anyway, the, the thing about that is that I, I actually went to kind of the same thing Wander did, because I wanted to download... Um, what's it called? I wanted to download Doki Doki because I heard it was an amazing game, but I just, uh, I don't know. It, like like Wonder said, I it's more of a hassle. I mod a lot, so usually when I'm modifying game files, it's just 
to mod something and it's a chore so I can have fun later. So I think that's why it didn't sit well with me. It doesn't really have much to do with Doki Doki in general. Yeah, I can see that. So yeah. anyway, um, I think in the end it's a matter of taste. Anything and uh, talking yeah. about everything, uh, gameplay-wise, it's a matter of taste. And whether you consider it uh, actual gameplay or not depends on what you're used to and what you want to get from the experience. So at, at least to me, there's a whole of ru- a whole bunch of rules that I actually like to follow when I play my games, and uh, to me that's fun. But I could see why it would be boring for someone else. But yeah, yeah, that's a whole topic for a to whole guess. other episode. So we'll end it on that after such a nice message that ended on a whole different opinion. But <laughs> let's end it there. Oh. <laughs> and that's that was the whole thing. That was awesome, kids. See now you later. Good night. Uh, before we go, let's just remind everyone who we are. Sure, why not? Uh, sure. Do we? Ha- yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Name is Wonder. Twenty years old. Uh, I'm fun at night. Did you, did you enjoy long walk to the beach? <laughs> I promise. I promise. I'm I don't think. Ready. I don't think that was. I enjoy long. <laughs> you walks like pina coladas? Uh, yeah, I like pina coladas. I I actually like uh, going getting on caught in the rain. On, on yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my name is Blank. Goodbye. See you next week. <laughs> You didn't have to, you know, say your whole. Your whole no, we're gonna do this. Well, like, man. We're gonna have Wonder tell us his entire yeah. life story as the outro. Like we're gonna make yeah, a podcast. Sure. There's gonna be a little intro. We're gonna sure. talk for like five minutes, and it's gonna be like outro. Yeah. So okay, we will, we will, we will be able to piece, piece sure, up. Sure, sure, His whole I'm story already. It will be beautiful. It's like our own ARG. Okay. Yeah. 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 And anyway, Mr. Bunny. It's cute. Okay. Wonder's life story. Bye. I guess that was my cue. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm Ali, and I am not giving you my life story because you're gonna learn it anyway. I talk a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I do too. That's why we have a podcast. I mean, Ta-da. this has been reacting. Goodbye. Have a good day. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, and um, just <laughs> <What the laughs> tune in next week so you can see us throw more stuff at the wall. Uh.